Let's have some fun. Hey guys, it's Juliana Rowe, but you can call me Huli. And that's nice. I'm a visual artist in St. Petersburg, Florida. Making art is my main hustle, but I've been an art educator for 10 plus years, anywhere from public schools to art museums. In fact, I've got two terminal degrees in this nebulous thing called art. This podcast is for the cool kids, so you can get my take on how to make and sell art, all the way to teaching a new generation of artists. Remember, next time someone asks you to design something for free, art is hard. Hey guys, welcome to the first episode of Art is Hard. I'm your host, Huli Rowe. So one of the first topics that I wanted to cover with you guys was something that I think is relevant for any artist, whether you're straight out of college and you have a lot of great stuff that you made, or if you're a little bit more well-seasoned like me and you got a stack of canvases sitting in the corner collecting a little bit of dust. Let's talk about venues for art that sell. Let's get rid of that stuff that you got hanging in the corner there. Let's make some money. I want to clarify, the minute I start doing any of this for the money is the minute I stop being an artist. I do it because I enjoy it. But let's face it, you need to be able to pay for those frames, you got to be able to print some labels, and in order to perpetuate this beautiful passion of ours, we got to make a little extra cash, right? I discovered when I moved to St. Pete that one of the best venues that you can sell your work at is going to be brand new businesses that are just opening up. New businesses want to stand out. They want to make a statement. They want to set themselves apart. And local, unique art is one of the best ways to do that. So I definitely recommend checking out brand new businesses as a great venue to start selling your work. You can find out about new businesses in a couple of ways. One is obviously social media, and I'll talk about social media in a little bit. But also, it's a great way to just kind of discover your city and go pound the pavement and check out what's going on. Literally go take a walk in the cooler places of your city. Like, for instance, for us, that's definitely downtown St. Pete. There's also those weekly entertainment newspapers that sometimes have their own stands. I know I found them right outside my acupuncture office. I even found them outside of my gym. So usually they're printed on newsprint and they tell you all the music, art, theater events that are going on in that general area. Hopefully you have something like that too. I've come to find that that's a great resource to find out what's opening up and what's going to be trendy and fun so you know they're going to want some cool local art to hang up on those new walls. Also, I want you to think about just some of the places that you go to hang out with your friends anyway. Is it maybe a cool coffee shop that you like to go to? Maybe it's a record store where you like to check out the latest vinyl releases? Maybe they have art up already. Does it look like your work is similar to some of the work or some of the decor that is up in those venues that you enjoy? You want to think kind of like a Venn diagram, if you will. Are you thinking about what just opened and also the types of places and the types of businesses that you already go to hang out? I know my husband and I really enjoy craft beer, so I'm definitely going to check out brand new breweries that are opening up, and that's going to be a great venue for my work. Now, I'm going to hammer into social media a little bit. I know that social media can kind of be a double-edged sword, and sometimes for artists, comparison is the thief of joy, but I want to encourage you to use it as a tool, especially for discovering some of these new businesses and maybe some businesses that might be seeking out artists. It's a great way to connect with them, especially Facebook. I would recommend joining art groups. A lot of times these new businesses or businesses that really enjoy having local art up are going to do call to artists either on their page or they're going to go straight to the source and join some of those art groups and post call to artists if they're seeking art for their walls. Another great tool on social media is Instagram. 
I was actually found by another business because they enjoyed my visual work on Instagram. That's another thing to consider. If you want to use Instagram, make sure that your feed looks really well curated and it's not just pictures of your cats. You definitely want to make sure that you're focused on your work so when they open it up, it's like its own little mini portfolio. And that's, again, how I was discovered by a really cool local barbershop that just opened up. Don't forget to use hashtags, whether on Facebook or Instagram. Maybe it's hashtag DTSP, which is downtown St. Pete, hashtag local art, whatever you think might be relevant. There's actually ways that you can look up what hashtags are working in your area. You'll probably notice that locally, sometimes there's farmer markets or craft markets or any kind of market along those lines that has cool, funky stuff available. Now, here's the thing. I've been doing markets for a couple of years And I don't necessarily recommend markets for fine art. So if you're doing original works on canvas and things like that, you could pivot and do some small prepackaged things. So you can do prints, but a lot of times people don't want to just frame it themselves. They actually want to take it home ready to go. And frames are expensive, number one. And number two, a lot of times people don't want to walk around with a glass framed thing, especially in the Florida heat here and walking around all the market the rest of the time that they're there. I noticed that when I was there at the market, people were buying up food and drink. Okay. So this girl that had the cookie stand, she sold out in like an hour. Because people are going to walk around, they get hungry, they get thirsty. So lemonade and cookies are going to do really well. Self-admitted, I'm kind of a fashion addict. I also have noticed that, especially for me, when I go spend my money at markets, it's definitely going to be like vintage clothing and things like that. And they're soft and lightweight. You can just throw it in your purse, throw it in your bag, and you're good to go. Sometimes I did notice people that are a little bit more art-based do well with those small prepackaged gifts, as I mentioned. So like cards and prints and things like that sometimes do well. But you also really have to find your niche, you have to find your audience, and you have to kind of find who is actually buying what. So really funky, strong pop portraits featuring Dr. Frankenfurter wasn't really doing it as well as the girl who was selling really cute animal cards, right? And just for you guys, you know your work best. I don't recommend markets for fine art. And again, this just comes to doing a lot of research about how your work fits in with your audience, right? When you're thinking about your work, you want to match your price point to that venue, okay? So for example, when I'm hanging up my work at a really cool funky barbershop or at a brewery, I am not selling original work on canvas. People don't want to spend a couple of hundred bucks, no matter how drunk they get, on original work, right? It's cumbersome, it's expensive, and as much as they like looking at it, that's all they're going to do. I have come to find that selling framed prints have done awesome in smaller casual venues like that. You can buy a Beetlejuice ready to go in a frame for $30. That makes it really fun and easy for those folks to take it home and enjoy a piece of art. Another strategy that I wanted to suggest is I had a really good relationships with one brewery where I would actually keep a milk crate full of prints so that once one person went ahead and bought that print, the bartender or whoever was working at that time would just bring out a new print and fill in the wall so that there wasn't an empty hole. When it comes to doing casual venues like that, you want to think about your labels. You don't want to disturb the business and you don't want to distract the bartender or the barber or whoever's working from doing their job. So I made it kind of self-serve for that customer. So when they take a look at the label, they have their email address to contact me and I have a Venmo PayPal and Cash App link right on that label. So they can just take out their phone, pay for it, show the employee that they've paid, and they can just take it right off the wall. 
I love getting those little notifications on my phone telling me that I just sold a piece. It's really fun. That's what you're looking for. Over the past couple of years and doing all types of different venues, I have noticed that I have come to fall in love with the online store. I'm a full-time working teacher, so a lot of times it's really hard to attend events and spend lots of hours doing backbreaking labor like with markets, for example. A lot of artists have their own store on their website, which is really great because you can control a lot of elements like the way it looks or the fact that nobody's taking a cut from it. But the only problem that I found was that it takes a lot of marketing to drive people to your website. For me, the best venue that I have found is Etsy because I don't have to do any marketing. Etsy is already a thing that people recognize. People are already shopping on it. And if somebody searches for Adam West Batman, my print pops right up. They do take a little bit of a cut, so you have to price your things accordingly so that it's affordable enough, but also that you're making enough for you. People love free shipping, so just build that into your cost so people are like, oh my gosh, free shipping. And you know that it's paying for itself because you're making sure that in that price you're paying for that shipping amount. If you're going to put things on Etsy in particular, I would recommend, just like your barbershops and your breweries and your casual venues, that your price point is affordable. It's not really a venue for original art. Don't worry, I'm going to get to original art. So things like those $30 prints sell like hotcakes because I can print it myself. I've got a Canon PIXMA printer at home. I can just print them to order, roll them up in a tube, go to USPS, and send it off. One of my new favorite things to sell on Etsy right now are stickers because you can just put them in an envelope, put a stamp on it, put it in my mailbox, and it's gone. It works out really well to do some of these smaller price points on Etsy. If you want to get rid of those canvases, you got to do a little bit of research on art galleries in the area. I do really funky, bold pop art portraits of some of my heroes from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. So obviously my portrait of Beetlejuice is not going to sell in an abstract sculpture gallery, right? So you want to check out the galleries that look like they already sell work that either you admire or look similar or in that same vein of your own work. So I'm not going to be selling that in a gallery that sells beach landscapes and pelicans, right? I have come to find that in downtown St. Pete, my work works really well in a gallery called Mize. So Chad Mize is a local celebrity here. He's done partnerships with the Salvador Dali Museum and the Tampa Bay Rays, and he also does pop art. So in his gallery, I knew that my work would kind of take well to some of the call for artists that he was putting out there. If you find a gallery, there's a couple of things that you should do. Number one, obviously go to the gallery in person, go take a look around and see if it's going to fit your work. Number two, get on that mailing list. Guaranteed you can talk to somebody that's working there and they already have a sign-up sheet for you to get on that mailing list. When they do call for artists, that is the first batch of people that they offer those call to artists out. They also do call to artists on sometimes their Facebook Sometimes they're Instagram, but for the most part, they're going to hit up that mailing list first because you came there in person and they know that you are super interested in doing that. You need the dark in order for your light to show. Some shows that these galleries have are harder to get into than others. If they do a big group show, like for instance, Mize did 100 films, 100 artists, that's a nice, really big group show. So you're probably more likely to get into that show because they need more artists to fill in those spots. Now, if it's a show where they only have a certain amount of people, those are going to be a little bit more difficult. So it's better to become better known by that gallery and they see your work if you're going to work with galleries. And this is my advice because I actually used to curate art at one of the local breweries here. 
it is so important and almost more important, in my opinion, than your work itself. Be professional as possible. If they're asking you to come pick up your work at a certain date and time, you be there. No excuses. If they ask you to fill out a form with your information and making sure everything's all updated, you have it ready in your hand and good to go. If they ask you to have all your work wired and framed in a certain way, you absolutely do that every single time. And they're going to remember that and they're going to want to have you back because you made it easier for them to work with you professionally. Even if your work is funky and maybe not professional, I know mine isn't, they're going to want to work with you again and they're going to ask you back. And that's that great relationship that you want to establish with those galleries, right? So I mentioned earlier to match your price point to the type of venue that you're hanging your work at. If you're at an art gallery like that, they're going to do probably a 60-40 or a 50-50 split. That's pretty steep, so you want to make sure that you're paying yourself and then adding on that percentage that you think is fair. I actually make more money selling prints and stickers and smaller price points than I do my original work. It does take some work and it does take it actually being in a gallery to sell that original work because if somebody's going to come to an art gallery and want to buy art, they know it's going to be pricey. They know about that split and also that gallery is doing you a favor by marketing that event and bringing in people that are actually interested in purchasing original art. So there's your audience right there that wants that original work, right? It's going to take a little bit of research, but you can do it. Speaking of research, I'm going to talk about your homework assignment in a minute because, of course, I am a teacher and I want to make sure that you do your homework, Mr. Mrs. Non-binary individual. At the end of every episode, I'm going to have a downloadable freebie for you that goes along with every topic that we cover. For this episode, I created homework number one, venues that sell planning sheets. So this is a really nice organized way to do some of that research when it comes to businesses that have just opened. Where do you go? right? Where do you go already to hang out with your friends? And a really cool checklist to kind of keep in line and to make sure that you connect with those businesses and those venues that are going to be able to sell your work. I would like for you to visit www.artbyhooli.com slash hw1 because of course this is the first homework, homework one. Again, that's Art by Hooli. I spell that phonetically for the gringos, h-o-o-l-i-e dot com slash hw1 and get your freebie, download it, fill it out, and connect those businesses today. And remember, if you have a stack of canvases collecting dust in the Kona and you need to get it sold, art is hard. 